Likute Sicha is Chelek Chaf, Volume 20, the first Sicha for Parshas Todes. This Sicha will explain the idea of what it says in the beginning of the Parsha, Avram Huyle de Yitzchak, that Avram, quote, gave birth to Yitzchak, and its connection, how it relates to the call of our time, namely the idea of Hafatza Samayonas Chutza, spreading the wellsprings of Chasidus outwardly. Just a few things to familiarize ourselves with. Uh, when it came to the Kriyas Yamsuf, the spitting of the sea, the Medrash tells us that the angels in heaven complained to Hashem. And they said, why should these be sa- spared, these should be saved, that is, B'nai Yisrael, and those, meaning the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, um, they should be killed in the same waters. When these are idol worshippers, and these are idol worshippers. Unfortunately, while they were Mitzrayim, the Eden got caught up in idol worshipping. So the angels complained and said to Hashem, I'm sorry, it's not fair. And Hashem overrode them, obviously, as we know. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with is the idea of Seder Hishtalshalos, literally translated, um, the order of evolution, which means <clears throat> that there are emanations from Hashem and the various attributes, and it becomes like a chain of evolution going from one higher level to a lower level to a lower level, and in that realm, certainly there's an order of things, there's, you know, higher, lower something that takes precedence, something that has priority, and so on. There's a normal order and a sequence of things. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with is the idea that Avraham and Yitzchak. Avraham is, as, it's, as it, Hashem refers to him, Avraham Oyehavi, Avraham, my loved one, meaning the one who served me with love, which is synonymous with the attribute of chesed. And we see it, of course, expressed <clears throat> in his way of life. He was out there serving guests, doing kindness, caring for others outwardly in an open manner. Whereas Yitzchak, the Pasuk, the verse refers to him as Pachad Yitzchak, quote, the fear of Yitzchak, means that he, Yitzchak, um, embodied and, and the mode of service to Hashem in the form of Yira, of fear, which is synonymous with Gevura. Gevura is strength slash severity. And we see this also expressed in the way the Torah describes his endeavors, namely um, digging wells, you know, breaking up the ground and revealing things. Now, it's important to really get a true perspective. When we say chesed versus gevura, kindness versus severity, it doesn't mean that chesed is, quote, good and gevura is bad. Not at all. In fact, sometimes the real true chesed comes out, gets expressed, through Gevura. In other words, Gevura, severity, or the attributes of severity, can actually amount to the ultimate kindness. Just give you two quick examples. Let's say there's something extremely good that needs to get to the masses. Well, in order to get to the masses, it needs to be distributed. It needs to be broken down. And then it needs to be properly distributed through the channels with the proper order. That is an expression of Gevura. Without that Gevura, the Chesed will never reach its destination. It will never help the people. Another example, which we experience quite often, is rain. When Hashem pours down water, that is in order to generate a result that plants should grow, we should have nutrition, and so on. What if there was only chesed? Then water would just flow down en masse without any pressure, 
and without any proper results. In fact, there would be only negative results. Everything would be flooded. Thus, you have Gevura, this attribute of severity, which breaks it down into little droplets, and now, A, it's controlled, B, it comes down with a force, and it actually enters the ground, and it has a positive result. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with is the concept of edus, of witnesses, testimony. Typically, when do you need to have a testimonial? When do you need to have witnesses to come forth and testify? When something is inherently not known. Something that's known, as the Talmud even says, something that would even become known, you don't need witnesses for. A milsa davida liguya, something that eventually is going to become common knowledge, you don't need to rely on the witnesses. Witnesses is exclusively for something which they have seen, no one else saw, and therefore they need to reveal that which is concealed. One more final thing. In on Yutas Kislev, the night of Kislev, we celebrate the release of the Alter Rebbe from pr- imprisonment. Now that imprisonment was because there were those who opposed the Hasidus and they tried to stop the spread of Hasidus. Now once the Alter Rebbe was released on the 19th of Kislev, this was a turning point in the spreading of Hasidus. It was like a whole new era not like, but an actual whole new era for the spreading of Hasidus. In fact, you could even see it, and it's, 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 it's evident in the teachings of the Alter Rebbe himself, the founder of the Chabad movement. Namely, as Hasidim would refer to it, and also the Rebbe's, there is the before Petersburg and the after Petersburg. Petersburg was the place where he was held imprisoned and interrogated, and the whole trial went on. So there is before the arrest and the after the arrest. After the arrest was a whole entirely different uh, approach, an entirely different movement than it was before. Let's go into the Sikha. So on the Pasuk, on the, right in the beginning of the Parsha, which says, Ve'ele toldes Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram hodes Yitzchak. These are the toldes, the offspring of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. And then it says Avram begot, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. So of course the question is, why would he have to repeat it? If it's his son, obviously he gave birth to him. So Rashi brings that quote, there, was the, there were the jesters, the cynics of the generation that said, ah, Yitzchak actually is a, is a result, is a product of Sarah having been with Abimelech. And that's how she got pregnant. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? This is, I'm, I'm quoting verbatim. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? Sarah cluster upon Shal Yitzchak Avram. Hashem now formed the image of the face, the features of the face of Yitzchak, that it should be similar to Avram. And therefore, the Heidu Hakoil, and all now gave testimony, all were able to be witnesses and testify that Avram hoyled the Yitzchak. Now, from the fact, says the Rebbe, that the Chazal and Rashi, the way he quotes them, didn't say this in a very short manner, just saying, look, Hashem made him look like him. But rather, they bring the question, and they say, you know, what, what the gestures was, what argument was. And then he even asked the question, so what did Hashem do? And then tell us what Hashem did, and then conclude with, oh, and now everybody was able to serve testimony. This, t- this implies that there was something very special that took place here. In other words, this is not just, okay, this is just kind of to just tell us that Yitzhak looked like Avram, and just to do away with anyone's uh, arguments. But rather, it's telling us there's something happening here. They asked the question, they have an argument, they have a... Uh, justified um, justified uh, complaint, a justified argument, a justified question. Yeah, how is it that Yitzhak comes from Avram? And therefore, it needs to be a reply where, oh, Hashem did something special in order to counter it. 
So what is this? The question is, of course, the obvious question, it seems like a quite very natural and obvious thing that a son typically could look like his father. This is nothing extraordinary, right? Other questions that can be asked over here. Um, <clears throat> why didn't it just say that these are the offsprings of Yitzchak? Yitzchak was 60. In other words, why even go into the whole thing in the first place of Yitzchak being the son of Avram and then having to explain that really Avram was the one who gave birth to Yitzchak and not someone else? We're not talking about that. That was in last week's Parsha. Another question that can be asked. If this was so important, if this was so vital, so crucial for us to know, Yitzchak is already over 40 years old now. In fact, in this Parsha, we're going to find out that he's 60 years old already. Why wait till now to tell us this very important aspect of his existence, of who he is, that he's similar to Avram? Obviously, there's something more here. <clears throat> so the Reb explains will understand this based on a very famous adage that we find sometimes in the Gemara and the Talmud, when the Talmud wants to describe something as being extremely difficult, even, so to speak, so for Hashem himself, the, Talmud's, uh, uh, um, the Talmud uses the expression, that it is difficult. This is such a very, very difficult task, just like splitting of the, the splitting of the sea. Now, we know nothing is difficult for Hashem. So what does this really mean? So as we explained in the introduction, that there was two difficulty, there was two opposites that took place at Kriyas Yamsev, at the splitting of the sea. And that's what made it, quote-unquote, difficult. Meaning, you had the saving, the salvation of the Jews, and at the same time, the same waters were actually the demise of the Egyptians. So it was Atzala, for the Yidden and a Nigu for the Mitzrayim. And this is at the same time that the attribute of judgment up there in heaven, the angels were arguing, what's going on over here? This is not right. This is absolutely wrong. Why should they be spared and they should be killed? That's what makes it, quote, difficult, right? When you have two opposites happening at the same time, simultaneously. It says the Rebbe, based on this, will appreciate what is really going on over here. You see... As we said in the introduction, Avram embodies the attribute of chesed. Yitzchak, the attribute of gevura. Now, since our parsha begins with the word and, and these are, that means it's connected to what was discussed before. That it has some connection to before. Now, what will we speak about in the, la- in the end of this last parsha? What was there right there at the end of parsha's Chayisara? Well, it discussed all the progeny of Yishmael. Now, Yishmael seems to be legitimately, bona fide, he seems to be the son of Avram. Not just the son of Avram, but perhaps you can even say that he is more son of Avram than Yitzchak. Because Yishmael is the attribute of Chesed. Albeit Chesed of Klipa, Chesed of the non-good side, but still Chesed. Avram is chesed, Yeshua is chesed. So there's a, there's a very, there's inherent connection. And whereas Yitzchak is not. Especially considering that in this parsha, what is it going to discuss? Yitzchak's offspring, Esau. Esau, again, is the embodiment of Gevura. Not Gevura of Kedusha, but Gevura of Kliba. And therefore, specifically here, this is where the argument of the jesters, of the cynics, is fully exposed. 
that perhaps maybe Yitzchak isn't really the son of Abraham. Not only the way he looks, but in, in, in attributes and just in style, there's two different people. And this is the reason, and so to speak, the difficulty of Hashem making Yitzchak look like, look like uh, Avram. The fact that normally a child looks like his father, that's normal because it comes from the body, from the soul of the father. But over here we see that Yitzchak is a stark opposite to Avram. And therefore this is something that according to nature, it seems odd that Yitzchak and Avram have a strong connection. Yishmael and Avram, yeah, that makes sense. This is chesed, that's chesed. But Yitzchak and Avram, not only they have no connection, integral connection, but also in their appearance, that two, they should be two different peer, people. And therefore the question becomes, so what did Hashem do? Now we understand the verbiage in this explanation as quoted in Rashi from the Gemara. And therefore, in other words, like, how did Hashem respond to this? What did Hashem do? This is a problem. This is a legitimate problem, right? In other words, it's not just a few cynics that have some kind of illegitimate complaint. Therefore, we say, what did Hashem do? Then he went ahead and he did an, a, an, an, he took an action, so to speak, to make a deliberate connection between Yitzchak and Avram. Now we understand, it's obvious that we're not just talking about outward features, outward appearance. That is, you know, superficial. When we say that he made him look like him, it means not only begashmias, that's just an expression of what happened internally. But really what happened over here is that Hashem made a strong connection between Yitzchak and Avram. That there became an inherent connection between the chesed and the gevura. And as we said in the introduction, Chesed and the Gevura, usually it's assumed that they're two opposites. And they seem to be two opposites. Essentially, they're opposite. But what happens? The Gevura of Yitzchak, Hashem made it so that his Gevura is not an opposite to the Chesed of Avram, but rather it's a continuation of it. It is actually a, almost like you can say, it's a complement to the Chesed of Avram. Not just because... In general, as we said in introduction, chesed kind of ultimately desires that it gets spread, so it needs to implement the attributes of gvura in order to serve its purpose. That's in general, excuse me, in general. But over here, it's more than that. That the gvura of Yitzchak is a revelation of the chesed, the true revelation of chesed of Avram. Specifically because of the gvura of Yitzchak, there is now an abundance, a plentiness in the chesed of Avram. Okay, where do you see this? We actually see that in the Sefer Yehoshua, the first book of the of the Nach, over there when it describes the blessings, it says only in reference to Yitzchak ve'arbe ezarei, and I made his his offspring uh, plentiful. I made them multitudes. In other words, the idea of ribui, the idea of having many and plenty, which is a result, it's a byproduct of gevura, of breaking things down. That is attributed directly to Yitzchak. Now, from where does this connection come? How is it possible to connect these two seemingly opposite things, chesed and gevura? This comes from such a high source, which is higher than seder hishtalshlus. Remember, seder hishtalshlus calls for a normal, a normal chain of uh, of command, so to speak. You know, you have higher, you have lower, the, uh, lower. This is chesed. This is gevura. They don't mix. But when you have a power that's beyond that, it can combine even two opposites. Now with all of this, we'll understand now and appreciate even more the verbiage, the expression 
It doesn't say, and quote, all knew that Avraham uh, gave birth to Yitzchak, but rather it says, Veheidu. They all testified. They were all, all able to now serve as witnesses to testify. You see, because this is something which is inherently concealed. The idea that Chesed and Gevura come together, as we said, could only come about, could only happen as a result of something which comes, a power which comes from higher than Seder Ishtashlis, beyond nature, so to speak, beyond the normal uh, chain of, uh, of, of um, evolution as it should be. So that is something which is inherently concealed. That is something which nobody really has access to, no one's privy to. And over here that it happened, they were, quote, able to be privy to it, so they were, quote, able to be like witnesses, so to speak, because typically what is a what does a witness testify on? Something that no one else knows and they saw, because something that is known to everyone, we don't need witnesses for. Says the Rebbe, what is the lesson for us in Avodah Hashem? What do we take from this in our service of Hashem? So the Rebbe says it's known that the reason why Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are called the Avos, the patriarchs and the fathers of us Jewish people, is because they are the source, they are the root of all the Neshamas of, of the Yidin. In other words, their attributes comes in the genetics, in the DNA of every single Jew. From this we understand that this idea that Yitzchak was made to be exactly similar to Avram and that they work together, there's a fusion here between the Chesed and the Gevura, that this applies to each and every Jew. Each and every Jew has this ability to bring the two together. Where do we see this? So the Rebbe brings an example which you find at the end of chapter 34 in the book of the Tanya. He describes over there that it is possible that on the one hand a person can have that a person can have crying, meaning almost like a bitterness in one side of the heart, so to speak, because of his distance from Hashem and the overwhelming greatness of Hashem. And at the same time, as the Zohar says, he can have joy in the other chamber of the heart, in the other side of the heart. That means, yes, this is something you can bring together, chesed, the idea of joy, the idea of positivity, and gevura, the idea of crying, the idea of, of um, bitterness, how it can come together. This is something which is beyond nature. Because according to nature, according to normal uh, order of things, it's either you're happy or you're bitter. You can't be both. This is something. Now, the Rebbe says that the truth, you see, you can argue, well, you can be, let's say, bitter or, you know, be a little more uh, reserved on, let's say, Thursday night. Comes Friday night, Shabbos, then you'll be happy. In other words, a day later, no, that's not what it means, says the Rebbe. What it really means is that simultaneously, at the very same time, you could be both. Yes, you can sit by a Fabrengen. You can have a, an awakening. And you can be sometimes even bitter about something and even have tears rolling down your eyes at the same time seeing a nigun and be happy that you're a chassid, be happy that you're, that you're serving Hashem. Another lesson that we can learn from this, he says if you look carefully, what do the Chazal say? They say that Hashem now fashioned the features of the face of Yitzchak to look like Avram. It doesn't say they fashioned Avram to look like Yitzchak. This is very specific, says the Rebbe, because this teaches us another great lesson. You see, yes, true, we always have to have a fusion and a harmony between these two attributes, Chesed and Gevura. But sometimes there's times when there's somewhat doubt how to act, how to go forward, especially when it comes 
to working with other Yidin, especially when it comes to, to helping other Yidin get closer to Yiddishkeit. There says the Rebbe, the lesson is that the primary here is Avraham. The primary um, attribute here should, and should always be chesed. That whenever you have to err, you err in the side, you, uh, in the side of caution, which is in this case chesed. You always lean towards chesed. And this is how it says, as it says, the Rebbe says in the end of chapter 32 in Tanya, that whenever you work with a Yid, you always at least, you didn't lose and you have the benefit of doing the mitzvah of loving a fellow Jew. And then certainly when you give it the most chesed you can, who knows, maybe you'll actually succeed in bringing them closer to Yiddishkeit. Says the Rebbe, this, I, the whole the, the discussion that we just had could also be... <clears throat> Uh, um, uh, apply to something that happens when always when we read this parsha, the parsha of Torahs. Torahs is always read in the beginning of Kislev, at the very least, sometimes in real occasion on Shabbos Mevorach and Kislev, which also means it has an inherent connection to Kislev. What comes up? What stands out in Kislev? Kislev is called Chodesh Ageula, the month of redemption of the Alter Rebbe, nineteenth of Kislev. So, the Alter Rebbe. We see that this month is not just a time when he was released, but this was a turning point. This was a whole renewal, a whole reset on the spreading of Chassidus, even by the Alter Rebbe himself, who had already taken Chassidus Chabad to a point which no one else took before Chassidus. Now, what do you see? Let's take. Let's look at it for a moment. When you look in the Zohar, the Zohar says that you have Gufei Torah, like so to speak, the body of Torah, which is the revealed part of Torah, Nigla. Gemara, Halacha, and so on, and the Torah Shavik and then you have Nishmasa you have the soul of the Torah, which is the esoteric, the hidden parts of the Torah. Now, naturally, these are two opposites. They don't mix, revealed and concealed, they don't mix, right? And in fact, when something is a secret and you reveal it, it's no longer a secret. It cannot remain a secret and be revealed. Comes Yutas Kislev, and so to speak, announces, proclaims, all the wellsprings have to be spread where? Outwardly, to the very outside. And this is in addition to what Hasidus Chabad has already accomplished in bringing the depths and the most um, greatest secrets of the Torah to the intellect of a person, which is already by nature, by design, something revealed to bring it to their intellect. Not, they shouldn't even, not only they should be exposed to it, it shouldn't remain abstract. This took it to the next level, to the ultimate level, as described by the previous Rebbe, that ultimately, the Rebbe said, what the real desire of the Rabbeim was, that one should study Hasidus, like one studies a sugya, a topic in Gemara. Literally. Not like one is studying some Kabbalah, some abstract things. Just delve into it, like with the full force of one's intellect. And one's involvement, like one gets involved in a sugya in the Torah. So what happens? In addition to all of this, now becomes demanded, comes Yutas Kislev, and there is a high proclamation and demand that now it has to be spread forth to the outside without any limits, without any whatsoever restrictions. Now you can ask, wait, when it comes to Torah, we know there's a verse that says, Hashem, so to speak, says to the wicked one, who are you to talk in my words of Torah? Why are you pulling the Torah down with you into your wickedness? So how do we say to spread chassidus to the very masses, to the outwardly? Says the Rebbe, this is when the lesson, this is the lesson of the sikha that we just discussed. You see, that is all true when you're dealing with, you know, when all is quote-unquote normal, the regular course of things. Then you say somebody who's not on the right level shouldn't even learn Gemara. 
Why is he going to pull the Torah down with him? But when we're talking about, we're dealing with what's going on in our times, especially when it's a matter of Hatzalas Nefashas, literally saving the spiritual lives of every yid, the etzem hanefesh, the essence of the soul, which is beyond any hishtal shuz, which is beyond any whatsoever level of involvement, there you need to, the only response is also beyond any whatsoever um so to speak, protocol, normal order of things, which is to spread everything to the very outside. Like the mushal, like the parable that after Rebbe himself gave about the stone, the special gem that makes up, the prized gem that makes up the beauty of the king's crown. And we know a king's crown, you're not going to use for any other purpose other than the king himself. And here they were going to crush it up to serve it to the, to the, to the crown prince, to the child of the king the son of the king, in order to maybe try to save his life. And as the Alter Rebbe himself added, perhaps even he's already at a point that the child even may not even be able to absorb that medicine to maybe even potentially help him. And still you have to do everything and try everything in order to try to save. So to speak, the king himself says, I don't care, give up on everything in order to save his life. And therefore, says the Rebbe, we must do every effort, and try everything possible to try to save the life of the of the, the spiritual life, the etzim Shama of the king's son. Every single year is the king's son, and this is through spreading chassidus the most outwardly. And of course, through this endeavor, spreading chassidus, we will merit to Ka'asimar, as as Mashiach himself promised the Malshemtiv, that through this he, the master, will come and redeem us from Goas.